sick this time. Mm -hmm. And we are feeling a lot better and we are live. That's perfect. Perfect little tagline right there. Uh, welcome back, everyone, to Live Reality Games. Um, I, myself, Dustin, had just gotten over our booster shot last week. As an update, Aaron is back recovering from COVID, fully recovered. Correct, fully Aaron? Recovered. Fully recovered. COVID free. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, friendly reminder out there, everyone, make sure you're washing your hands, sanitizer and all that fun stuff. So just stay safe and don't end up like with us last week. Um, honestly, it looks like from the back studio, we scared our guest away, but our <laughs> guest has returned. No worries. Um, we are covering today Survivor Northwestern, a college survivor. And this is the second to last episode next week coming up this week um is the finale super excited about that Aaron yeah very excited going into the finale um I think there's a lot of good winners left which is very exciting always a good thing to have going into a finale so um you know very much looking forward to it sad that this is going to be over but Absolutely. happy to see how it all ends well, this uh, run has been pretty fun, Aaron, and I can't wait to cover some more stuff with you in the future. Um, but without further ado, um, this is episode 11, recap of Survivor Northwestern Season 1, Cats Collide. Spoiler alert, we do have the guests on, as it says in their preview and everything. So if you have not watched yet, put a pause here, catch up later. But for the time being, we are joined again by Carson. Uh, again, yes. Again. I, I have the great honor of being voted out not once, but twice of Sur Survivor Northwestern Cats Collide. Um, yeah. Getting voted out was, uh, you know, it was just routine for me. <laughs> was it a little bit easier this time, uh, the second time around? Were you expecting it a little bit more? No, absolutely not. Um, the first one was a lot easier than the second one because... I was betrayed in my first blind side by a bunch of people that I was planning on betraying at some point or, and they just kind of got to me first. Um, I was very, very hurt by Amos the first time, but we made amends quickly. I was absolutely dumbfounded that Matt and Paya flipped on me at the final six. Um, and I'm sure you saw it on my face. I was like, I just want to know who did it. And that mattered to me because I wanted to know, you know, that, that like you kind of almost want to vote for the person at the end that got you. Um, and then when they said everybody, I was like, why? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm my, on my, in my head, I was like, okay, like Sammy and Jake probably voted for me. I wasn't giving them a lot. That, that makes a lot of sense. Greta probably heard that, you know, I, I didn't want her in the game anymore. And I was like, but th that doesn't make sense with the votes. And I asked, I'm like, who knew? And I, it was like everybody. And I was like, damn. And looking back on it, looking back on it, I see the case for Sammy and Jake and Greta. I think that makes a lot of sense. I wasn't giving Sammy and Jake much of anything to keep me want there, want me to still be there. And Greta got the information she needed. Matt, I understand because I do think he needed a little bit of a a boost, and he needed to separate from me a little bit. Paya, to this day, I really don't, I really don't get it. Um, I don't know that that was her best move. I don't know why you would ever vote someone out at final six that you can beat that won't vote you out. That is loyal to you. Like, I, I suppose you need something on your resume. I don't know. I, I think, I think Paya probably had my number and had my vote. And so at final six, I don't know that that was the right move for her. 
but we can get into that later. Yeah. I, do you think Paya would beat you in the end? Like, Carson, you have a great arc in the story. Like, you got voted out. You spent some time building up more of a relationship. Mm -hmm. And we saw it in the actual Survivor show, too, that you build that relationship on the edge with the people that are on jury. Right. And then you're the one coming back into it. Right. Um, do you think, like, Paya would have beat you in the end? Y yes. Um, and, and for a few reasons. The first is that I think that uh, my edit kind of made me a little bit more of a threat than I was in the game at that point. Um, just because I was not really controlling the the last few votes. I was doing my part in them and influencing them, but I knew that wasn't my place to take that call. Um, the other thing is that when we were filming, it was during season 40 and there were two really hot topics happening uh, in that whole discussion. And that was a, this is the second time edge of extinction has happened on survivor. Everyone hates edge of extinction. Everyone's so mad that Chris won. Everyone's like, why would you vote for someone off of the edge of extinction? A B a woman is not one survivor in forever. People are sick of it. Um, and that makes its way into every manner of games. Um, and so I think that I think Paya would have easily taken me um, because the narrative is, is people really, really didn't want to see an edge person win and people Survivor fans are desperate for a woman to win because it's just not been fair for so long. Um, and so I think that those two reasons and the fact that Paya played, you know, a solid game and we haven't seen a lot of that would have probably put her over me. My pitch to Paya was not, I think you can beat me. My pitch to her was, and for, for several weeks was, I think me and you can easily take one and four if we play this right. And I, some people are receptive to that message and some people are not. And I wanted to go talk to Pay and say, hey, me, you, Matt and Jake, one of us gets fourth place, one of us wins. Is that something you're open to? And I thought she was, um, but I think she interpreted that as me wanting to vote her out, which really wasn't the case. It was just not wanting to go to the end together. It's this weird type of situation when you're working with an ally who you think has played a really strong game and you don't want to split votes with. And it's it's difficult to navigate. And she had connections that I didn't have at that point in the game and took advantage of them and didn't want to risk it, basically. Yeah, that the, the other connections thing like, makes me almost wonder, like with her voting you out here, maybe that was to almost like soften a blow and secure herself a jury vote. Maybe if she like, if she knew that she could beat you, then I could see this as like, she now has this other avenue to the end with her, you know, all girls Alliance with Greta mm -hmm. and Sammy. And she likes that better than any option that she has that, you know, has to do with keeping you in. Right. So maybe she was like, if Carson's on the jury, I probably have his vote. So it's, and I don't have to face him in the end. So like maybe a win-win there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've chatted with her so many times. Um, about what was going through her head. And she she has mentioned that she kind of assumed that that would get her a jury vote if she was there. So I do think that that's logical. I don't know that that was like why she decided it. And I do think she was probably the main contributor to it being me that week. Um, I think she would have had the power to sway it in whichever direction she preferred. 
Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think that's definitely part of it. Yeah, I always think it's very strategic to put like your strongest um, partner on the jury so they can speak highly of you and kind of, and right. especially like a well-talked, like good convincing person like Carson, you can talk somebody into like voting some way. If they're like, do I vote for Paya? Do I vote for Greta? Not knowing mm -hmm. who the f finalists are, of course, mm -hmm. but like, where do you think? Like you would put a very appealing argument out to sway the jury one way or another. So I could see it from Paya's perspective, put you on jury, like talk highly in my game, please. So. Mm -hmm. Cause, cause you need somebody on the jury that's doing that work for you. Um, I, I know how critical that is. I, <laughs> I was trying my hardest to do that for Aaron in the game we played together. <laughs> um, yeah, it's important. That's one of my favorite spots to play, honestly. Um, having played live games before, getting on the jury, like getting that influence to uh, decide where these people are going to vote. It's kind of fun. It's like you're playing the game after the game. And speaking of the game after the game, like you had a lot going on. Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk a little bit about edge stuff. And then I'm curious, like what is happening with Ponderosa right now? But um, before you got back in the game, like last time we interviewed you, it was very hush hush. So we know from the edits that um, have been released, there's a lot of stuff that we're not uh, privy to yet. There's a lot of twists and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but the comments are coming in actually for Carson right now. I got to put these on screen here. So Carson was robbed. They found his blind side. And then um, I'm with Kirk on this one. So thanks. Um, oh, and Kylie as well. Um, you did that in me and sequester Carson playing the jury up for Kylie. So mm -hmm. nice job. Um, but early edge stuff, like mm -hmm. what's going on at edge? So on edge, we didn't get up to a lot, but we were allowed to bet on the final three of each challenge for an opportunity to get fire tokens. That would only matter if we got back into the game. So each time Jace would be like, the next challenge is a spelling bee. That's the one I got voted out on. I, I don't know which one I was on the edge for. The next challenge is a spelling bee. Who do you think is going to be the top three? And you could just list three people. And if you got whoever was first, you'd get some fire tokens, second, some fire tokens. And the assumption was whichever person comes back into the game is going to kind of be on an even playing field with everyone else for fire tokens. That was kind of the plan. Yeah. Although by the time that I got back into the game, fire tokens were basically non-existent because for two weeks in a row, people pooled all their shit together and bought stuff off the menu. And then they, we were like winning like one fire token, things cost like 10 and we were all out. And so we just like completely cut that from the edit. Um, but on the edge, it was not good energy. I know you were saying you on the edge and you make a lot of friends. Um, and that is true. I'm very good friends with everyone from the season now. But in the moment, You've got Owen, who was clearly really mad at me because he sold me a fake advantage. And then I come in, and I'm clearly really mad at Amos because he is the one that had a lot of uh, impact into me getting voted out and spilling my details to the people that, you know, joined against me. And then you've got Amos coming in who's pretty mad at Allison for voting him out after he just kind of chose her to be, you know, over for me at least. Um, and then Allison comes in and we're pretty tense. 
Um, I, I think that you, we had a call after most of the tribal councils where we'd welcome the person to the edge, chat a little bit. Um, and it was less of a, oh, sorry. And it was more like, that's what you get. Well, <laughs> every single time. Um, and I think that you can see it bleed through a little bit. One of my favorite like moments of my, my own favorite moments of the whole season is when Allison goes, I don't know how to play chess at all, or something like that. And I go, Woohoo! <laughs> 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 because I, 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 I was actually so pumped. Um, and I just think that's not like a funny splice together edit. That is sequential. She says, I don't know how to play chess. And I go, yeah. Um, well, perhaps not the, the kindest thing to do. Um, but it was very tense. Yeah, we did share a lot of information um, because the, the, communal thought was yeah like let's make this exciting let's make this fun all four of us here could do something really fun if we got back into the game and all four of us could stir the pot and make for an exciting season um and so owen shared pretty openly that the advantage that he'd thought of or or you know taken from tumblr survivor was fake shared that with us and he was like use this as you would like when you get back in because it could make for some great TV. And we were like, I will try my best. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it, it was it was a good amount of sharing, but it was tense, for sure. Uh, well, still on that conversation, you got the advantage to give the advantage, fake, of course, mm -hmm. uh, the Sapphire Idol. Um, or is it, no, it was Sapphire. I was thinking Emerald for a moment, but no. It was. Uh, Sapphire. I know. <laughs> so using that, you chose Charlotte. Uh, yes. We didn't ever get like a good reason why you chose Charlotte, except for in the edit. So mm -hmm. can you explain here why you chose Charlotte and the fact that you come clean with her about right. the um, invalidness, if that's a word. <laughs> Um, yeah, lots of twists and turns this season for sure. Um, I chose Charlotte for a couple of reasons. What I said in the edit was that I thought she'd be in a good position if I won my way back in. And I, I stand by that. I, I really did think if I get back in, I'll be able to you know use this to work with Charlotte and I'll tell her. And if I don't get back in, it'll blow up. So it was a win-win. <laughs> <laughs> the only person that could benefit from it was was me kind of um and and charlotte was either going to go down or i was going to in effect use her as an in um because i figured she'd still be there and i didn't want to know i didn't want it getting sent somewhere else and i did think i could use her as an in if she was there charlotte and i are really good friends now um but at that point i didn't trust her at all um i just i just needed to, somebody to work with three-fourths of the cast and voted me out and so i was like if i get back in i i gotta have something that was my logic. Uh, well, we see when you do get back in, you go first, I think, to Charlotte, and then you go to Paya as well. Those were your first two connections. But who did you really want to try to reconnect with or connect with for the first time? Absolutely. Um, my, my perspective of what was going on in the game was not perfect. 
at all without the information, but I got a lot from the people that were joining me on the edge. And so I kind of knew when I got back in that it was a five, four split. I was like, what a perfect opportunity for me to not be voted out immediately again. Um, and it's also great because the side that needs numbers right now has a couple of people that didn't vote for me. Um, the first, the first thing that I wanted to do was connect with Paya and Matt. And I connected with Paya first um, because I, I felt like she would be more hesitant with me. I'd heard from Amos and from Allison that Paya had been saying like, oh yeah, I totally would have voted him out with you if, if I'd only known. I didn't know how much of that was true. I mean, Matt, bless his heart, he, he's very kind. I just figured he would welcome me back. Um, and, and he did. So I needed to make amends with Paya. Um, and I did. I called her and I was like, Paya, I've been with you this whole time. I swear, every single thing that I was trying to set up, I was including you and Amos on, which was the truth. Um, and she was like, I, I know. And I was like, I told you that one lie that I didn't go get that idol. I was like, did you not tell me any lies? And she was like, no, I didn't tell you any lies. I was like, damn, well, not, not yet, <laughs> not yet. So I don't know that she has the moral high ground over me on that anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I immediately wanted to make amends with Paya and Matt. I did not talk to anyone from the Gus, Ashley, Sammy, Kylie, Jake uh, Alliance for the first two days that I was back because I just really wanted to make clear where I was, where I was you know, voting. Um, and so the first two I hit were Matt and Paya, and then I tried to go make amends with Charlotte and Greta, but it was this weird type of, you also have to make amends with me because you need my vote type of situation. Um, and Greta, the straight shooter that she is, was like, sorry, bud, that was Allison that wanted me to vote for you. <laughs> that makes sense. I'm not mad at you about that. And Charlotte was like, sorry, bud, I think that you were playing me. I was like, I was trying to, but I won't anymore. And then, and then we kind of, you know, made it work from there. Uh, I'm curious, did they try to approach you um, from the other side at all? Or were you really taking it by the reins and you were like, here's my gameplay. This is how I'm going to go. I'm not going to listen to other people. I'm just going to go for it. I think I got text messages from Kylie and Sammy. They were like, congratulations. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> um, I'm sure Kylie can confirm that if she's still watching. I knew, I knew I had to drastically change the perception surrounding me in the game if I was going to have any shot. I could not be seen as this super sneaky guy because I've been do doing a lot of sneaky stuff, but that you know gets hyperbolized when people are trying to get you voted out. And so people thought that I was the biggest snake in the world. And I was like a medium to large size snake. It wasn't that, it wasn't that bad. And so I, I had to make really clear that I was playing a different game. And I made that very clear vocally and through my actions. And it was the only way that I could earn trust. I couldn't earn nine people's worth of trust. I needed four. And then I needed to get a majority. And that was the only way that I was going to work. Um, and so the only person that I ended up talking to was Gus. I felt like I wanted, like I wanted to talk to Gus because, hell, I, I voted for him the night that I went home. Um, and so that's a little bit more of a dig than than Kylie and Sammy, who was just like, oh, like, I lied to you. Um, and me and Gus, Gus is hilarious. He's like the funniest guy. He, he's so happy to roll with punches. We came to the agreement that we were not going to vote together, um, but that there was no hard feelings and that 
we were going to have an absolute ball and be friends after the fact. And I was like, okay, at least for the, you know, for now, we're not voting together. And you go ahead and tell your allies that I'm not voting with them. Um, and, and it worked. You know, I, I very much instilled myself on one side and I maintained like I'd, everything that I was doing and trying to do was to make sure that the sides stayed separate. I didn't want any crosstalk. Um, and I just, I just tried to write it, 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 write it. And I wrote it till six. And then uh, my side, first time I tried to vote someone out within my own side and, uh, and it comes back to bite me. Oops. Yeah. Um, but we do see you connect with Ashley a little bit later yes. on. I don't know if it was a day later after that, but you do connect mm -hmm. with her and uh, you started the game together uh, and you had always a little bond. It was never mm -hmm. something like super solid per se, but um, she had trusted you, you had trusted her. But um, we see very similar to your conversation with Gus, it sounds like that you two just are not going to be working together at that point. Um, she says um, she joined the game for friends. You joined the game to play the game. Um, right. But do you think at this point, like, do you see yourself now getting from the game friends or do you have the game from friends? I don't know. You see where I'm going with this? I do. Two, two, two things. The first is, I'm a lot better at making friends through Survivor than I am at winning Survivor, and I think that's okay. Um, it, and the other thing is, Ashley and I didn't talk for a few days because she was livid with me. Um, the fact that I didn't tell her everything cut like really deep. Um, and and people had been telling her that I was like pioneering votes to try to get her out, um, which was not the case. I was doing my best to protect her. At, every single corner. But in doing that, I was telling people that I was indifferent to her elimination, which really hurt her feelings. Um, and it was the kind of words versus actions that I saw as me having her back, but, but she did not hear or interpret as having her back in any meaningful way because of the way that we saw the game differently. And she was so mad. And we had that really powerful conversation that was not about strategy. Honestly, Ashley and I never really talked about strategy. Occasionally, I'd, I'd tell her where I wanted her to vote. And she'd be like, sounds good. I'm having a ball. Um, and and we, we didn't talk strategy. We just talked about how I was, I was not her biggest fan immediately. And she grew on me. And she was like, I get that a lot. Um, I totally understand. And I feel like she got that from us too. We were like, Ooh. Ashley, who Ashley? And then we saw her. We were like, oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> right. Absolutely. She puts off a bit of a hard exterior. And then once you really get to know her, she's so funny. She's so thoughtful. She's very in touch with her emotions. Um, and it and it's just cool to see that develop and our friendship develop. It was it was very cool to see throughout the game. But um, I basically told her, yeah, here is the thing. I'm not, I'm not playing this game to make friends. I really hope I do after, but that's not really my intention. And, and she was like, I didn't, I didn't know that we were signing up for this. I've never seen Survivor. And I was like, well, everybody else has for the most part. And I don't think they're playing to make friends either. And when I gave her those words of just, I don't want to say like advice because everyone's willing to do it their own way. But if she wanted to win Survivor, I was like, listen, you can't trust those people 
that you're working with 100%. Because in Survivor, your allies might flip on you if they think it's advantageous. And she was like, no, I, I do. I trust him 100%. I'm going with him 100%. And, and I said, okay, I guess that means that we're not going to be working together anymore. Um, and she was like, yeah, I guess not. And, um, and so when it came time for the vote, um, Ashley was not the majority split, but I was okay with having her be the minority split because it really solidified who I was working with and who I wasn't. She was the only person that I had a connection with was on the other side. And uh, after Ashley was gone, people had no question marks in my alliance or in the other alliance where I'd be voting. And sometimes that works. I would not say that telling four people you don't want to work with them is a good survivor strategy almost ever. Like, please don't take that as good survivor strategy. I was just in a really specific situation where I needed to correct, like overcorrect for some mistakes that I'd made in order to just get back on a trustworthy playing field. Mm -hmm. um, uh, to clarify from the other side here, um, the other side and two terms of the word, I guess. No. Um, <laughs> other side, Kylie says uh, she was the majority split and they misplayed the idol. Right, that's right. She was the majority split, yeah. And so people were like, Ashley, Carson, are you willing to vote on Ashley? And I was like, yeah, I am. You know, let's do it. And uh, I forgot she was the majority split, though. Yeah, I gotta say that conversation between you and yeah. Ashley is like m maybe one of my favorite things I've ever seen in College Survivor because it's like it's one of those things you only get in College Survivor and I feel like it really mm -hmm. helped kind of like any outsiders anybody who like hasn't been in the thick of it understand right. like there are these two kinds of people that play this game there's those people that can say it's just a game. And mm -hmm. then there's those people that are like, but this is my life right now like this is in intertwined it's ingrained in my real life so how can i sit here and say it's just a game mm -hmm. and you have to like you have to decide whether you are able to make that separation and i think that there's no right or wrong way you know mm -hmm. some people are able to make that separation some people aren't it's just how you can best like live with yourself to play the game and i think regardless mm -hmm. of how you play you are going to come out on the other side with some friends because mm -hmm. that's just the nature of the game you right. know so I think it, yeah, I, I, for one, I loved that conversation. I thought it was, yeah, super powerful, super impactful. And I think it really just helps showcase like what College Survivor is. Yeah. And I love that Beck really showed that there wasn't a better way to do it too. At least I, I think he communicated that well. You know, Absolutely. I, I've got my way of doing it. She's got her way of doing it. And we both, you know, she made it further than I did on the first try. <laughs> so clearly, clearly my way is not the be all end all. Um, yeah, yeah. I think we can really take that little um, snippet of the show and coin two terms. Like, are you Ashley? Players coming into the game to play for friends or are you a Carson? Like, you come into the game to win. I think, Aaron, like, we just heard, we just coined two terms, like, set for College Survivor and live reality games. Like, are you coming in for this or that? Yep. Are you a Carson or an Ashley? So. Completely agree. Erin, when you came in to your first season, were you a Carson or an Ashley? I think I came in as a Carson and then I turned out <laughs> as an Ashley. <laughs> I think that's what happened. Yeah. As, as I was in the game, I was like, I can't separate this. <laughs> I, um, I'm a little biased too. I'm really glad that that conversation made the cut because 
I do think I get a little bit of a game body edit. Uh, I'm very analytical and very kind of heartless. Um, but like people, you know, Charlotte's like, I really do like the guy. That's because I, I really was trying to make friends. You know, I really did. I played Lego Rock Band with people in addition to strategizing. You know, so it. it um, I'm glad that we got to see that I, I wasn't all strategy all the time, and I was willing to do you know those other things too. But most of the time, because I like telling that, you know, strategy narrative in my confessionals, that's what we got to see. And I think your your exit in this episode really showcased that you're not just a game bot too, because it was like it was like it was emotional. Like you could tell that you were like actually upset, like on like a friend level. Like you're like, oh my god, my friends betrayed me. And it's um, like that's not what a game bot would do. This guy has feelings. A little bit of a uh, behind the scenes, but after that tribal council, I got on with the jury. We weren't on there for a super long time. I think Kylie and and Allison were on there the longest. I cried that night and it wasn't because I was really devastated that, you know, my friends had blindsided me. It was just that like, I, I, I it was just so important to me and, and not in a way that is like, Oh, that's kind of weird that you like cried about survivor. I didn't cry that I lost. I think I was just like, it like full of emotion, you know, coming out of the game, you've got so much that you're kind of like pushing to the side so you can focus on the win. And then once you're out of it, it just all releases finally. And you're just, you just get to sit in the experience that you've had. Um, and so, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like a, a devastation cry, but it was with the jury and it was kind of cool. Um, because also a good number of people on the jury at that point weren't my biggest fans. Um, and so uh, it was, it was kind of interesting because I would played ruthlessly at, at times um, and, and I hurt some feelings and uh, some mean stuff was said about me too. Some people started coming for my character as opposed to just my my gameplay. And and that builds up over time and the give and take builds up over time. And eventually you get voted out and you just let it all out. That happened to me. Um, so we're pretty much caught up with the current episode now. Uh, Carson's joining us, of course, being the eliminated player from this episode, but we we're able to catch up from Edge and kind of catch up to see what was happening there and the gameplay up to that point. Um, but now this latest episode, episode 11, starts out by you being very confident in predicting that Jake does not have an idol. Uh-huh. <laughs> very uh-huh. confident. Like, we can see your reasoning behind this. Um, but you were ready to go to bat for that. I was. We all were confident that that Jake didn't have the idol. The only one that knew was Jake. Obviously, he kept it to himself. But, you know, if Jake had, we, we thought he might have tried to save Gus. That was not out of the picture. We we laughed about how brutal it would have been for him to hang Gus out to dry like that. We thought that he probably would have played it um, if, you know, when he got put up on the block because he could have played it at the first nomination ceremony too. Um, and that would have kind of forced Sammy's hand at that point to either put up Kylie and make a decision and give Kylie a chance to step down or put up me probably and make a decision there too. Um, So I was very confident that Jake didn't have it. And I trusted that Greta and Pat and Matt didn't have them. Um, I just trusted that more than I trusted Sammy when she said she didn't. And for that reason, 
I was very convinced that Sammy had the idol, and apparently everyone else thought I did. Um, and uh, <laughs> I guess I didn't quite uh, get rid of my he's not trustworthy energy quite enough um, to survive that at the end. But sometimes it gets pinned on you, and that's just Survivor, and you get voted out for something you didn't even have. Mm-hmm. I mean, you clearly got back from the edge, so everyone thinks you probably have something in there, and you really didn't come back in to the game with much besides those fire tokens and advantage wise and information, which was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you're wearing a very nice shirt today. You have a cute little caterpillar on it. That's right. Um, which what is camp? Yeah. Yeah. Matt and pair are both members of camp Kesem at Northwestern as well. Um, camp Kesem is a, student organization that is at like 500 different universities across the country. Maybe that's a vast overestimation. <laughs> Maybe it's like 130. Um, but basically, um, Camp Kesem is a, a summer camp program and year-round programming uh, where all of the campers have a parent or guardian who has been diagnosed with cancer. Um, and they could be in remission, they could have passed away, they could be in current treatment. Um, but every single camper aged six through um, 18, or yeah, 16, you can become a kind of mini camp advisor from 17 to 18, um, would have a parent or guardian that had been affected by cancer. Um, and that's where I met Matt. I was actually Matt's big uh, in Kesem. We called them butterflies and caterpillars. Oh. Um, and we got matched together because we both loved Survivor. Um, Pea and I did a lot of classes together and I think I told her about Kesem. Maybe she heard it from other people as well, but I really spoke a lot about Kesem as a very important organization to me. Um, and so the three of us, when this was filming, were all members of Camp Kesem together. It's kind of what bonded us together. Um, and so we were very good friends um, outside of the game. And I didn't even mean to wear this shirt today. I just like their merchandise. <laughs> well, um, Kirk says, what an amazing program. And um, so um, I just lost my pretty much boss at work because of cancer. She just lost the battle of this weekend when we found out. And um, I recall a very specific conversation we had when I was first interviewing for the job. Um, She asked me, what do I do? I was like, well, I'm a banker. Uh, Then she asked me, what do you really do? I'm like, well, I run these team building events. Like I do these strange podcasts and stuff. She's like, stop there. That's what you do. The other one's just your job. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. So um, fitting because I was actually going to ask you, you wore a different shirt in the episode mm-hmm. um, to Timothy 417. And there was a survivor picture on it. Yeah. We didn't get to see the whole thing, but yeah. I, I was kind of curious, like you know, survivor. I, I couldn't see the whole thing. Yeah, so that shirt actually has a photo of Sunday Burquest on it. Um, Sunday Burquest, uh, obviously a player from Millennials versus Gen X, uh, Minnesota native, who visited my high school survivor club while she was playing. Um, I asked her to come. And so before class, like 7 a.m. on like a Friday, um, she came and spoke to us, brought T-shirts, and that was actually autographed by Sunday. At the time of filming, Sunday had not yet passed away. Um, and Sunday has since passed away of cancer. Um, so it really does kind of come full circle. I'm really sorry to hear about your boss. Um, my mom uh, is a breast cancer survivor. 
why it's a very important mission to me. I know that there are a lot of people out there that have had varying levels of similar experiences. Um, so I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, sorry to everyone that Sunday impacted as well. I was certainly one of them. Yeah, she was a player on like Live to Give, did so yes. much great work with the community here as well. So um, this this tangent of a t-shirt just went like full circle here. So yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I could always talk about the cancer impact, about Kesem, about Sunday. You're hitting all of my yeah. hot spots other than Survivor, because um, in college, that's all I did. I did Survivor and Kesem. In acapella, but um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm actually like hoping to get like a musical version of like a show. Like there are so many people that play these games, and they do some kind of singing. Some like we got a little bit of musicals last episode. No musicals this round, but you know the the amount of theater majors on our season was ungodly. Um, <laughs> Kylie. Uh, theater major, Sammy theater major, Paya theater major, um, all just in the, the final seven. Um, and there were just so many more. Um, so there was a lot of singing going on. And even the ones that weren't theater majors, Northwestern just has a very strong music program. So that's why we had a lot of music students. Um, but the ones that weren't theater majors were people like me that did like bio but I was in an acapella group and I did theater in high school, right? So it's like all these big, you know, the theater personality shows through there. So expressive, uh, I guess. <laughs> um, and as your fellow castmates and probably future castmates from what we're guessing, maybe perhaps, uh, <laughs> acapella and survivor, best duo theater majors represent, and then uh, not tempo tantrums. Is that is that your group? That is the name of my group. Yeah, and there was a time that I petitioned to change it, and they... I love it. Why would you ever change it? That is a flawless name. I just <laughs> felt like it is a little gimmicky, but we were a little gimmicky, so that's okay. I adore it. If you Google Tempo Tantrum on Facebook, you will find videos of me singing with a bunch of other college students. Oh, actually, I have this video queued up right now. Actually, I don't, which is disappointing. Disappointing. You'll find a lot of weird stuff about me if you Google my name on the internet. Uh, Kylie feels bad she got cut from your group, though. She was in an acapella group? Uh, Kylie was not in an acapella group. Um I fought very hard for Kylie to be a member of my group, but it was not the group consensus. I'm sorry, Kylie. Oh, it was not. Okay. You brought it up. <laughs> it's uh, like, because Kylie, right after that, COVID happened and acapella just ceased to exist forever. So, um, they made some very nice uh, mashups on like YouTube during quarantine. I enjoyed those watching that. Yeah, so yeah. those took a lot. Like that's a lot of work. Um, and I, I, it's, it's acapella over Zoom is not the same. <laughs> Just promise, I promise you. If you like barely like acapella in person, which most people barely like acapella in person, <laughs> you're not gonna like acapella over Zoom. But we did adapt, uh, of course. I think I'm a big fan of acapella. I swear I've watched Pitch Perfect at least like eight times now. I love that movie. I, love I went movie. to some. I went to some ICCA events at <laughs> Michigan. Very fun. Big 
there's some really talented groups that can do some really fun stuff. I, I think some of the music that we made uh, was really good. But yeah, I mean, it's not like it's the highest art form. Um, and I say that as someone that did acapella. <laughs> you got to have uh, a little bit of that self-deprecating humor to, if you're an acapella and you take it really seriously, I, I'm, I'm really sorry. I just don't relate to you. I'm an acapella and I just have fun with it. <laughs> Um, Kylie, clear as the air. You're forgiven, Carson, for whatever we were talking about there. For I don't know. It sounds like acapella is a lot like Survivor, where you either join to make friends or you join to win. <laughs> are you a Carson or are you an Ashley? That's what we're going for. Can I can I swear on this podcast? Yeah, acapella's fucking cutthroat at Northwestern. <laughs> it is insane. We've got like 12 groups and they're all like extremely competitive in like their like recruitment and stuff. They'll like dirty rush people like before the like big like before I'm oh, sorry, can you explain what that means real quick? It's like, that it's, was a dirty oh, rush. I was like, just gonna go with it. So that's okay. disgusting. <laughs> it's like it's like Ill illegally legitimate, like, oh, like we're like buddying up to you for months before auditions oh. because we want you to join our group. Type so that's where you got the notion for the illegal aid. I see. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. It all ties together. Yeah, I do what you gotta do. <laughs> uh, yeah. But that was uh that was just if you the more you get to know me, Dustin, the more you'll know that I will get on really extended tangents. Um yeah, that's just that's just kind of part of it. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Kirk says uh, acapella um, Acapella is the survivor of singing. You know, I think we need a live reality game about acapella groups. So yes. bear with us next year, folks. Next year, you heard it first here. We're gonna work on this. If you if you put eighteen acapella acapella, acapella, acapella singers in a survivor game. They will be so cutthroat. <laughs> I guarantee it. I'm a walking example. <laughs> um, yes. And speaking of cutthroat, um, you, in the episode, throw out Greta's name as being the biggest threat and being the person to eliminate. Um, Am I wrong? Didn't, didn't go too far, but you tried. I'm not wrong, am I? I mean, I, I think I'm Aaron and I called it last episode. We're like, mm -hmm. all right, we're 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 going on the Greta train here. Um, Aaron, mm -hmm. I think still Greta is a great choice as the biggest threat after this, right? Oh, fully agree. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when you throw out somebody's name and like immediately five other people are like, I mean, yeah, Greta's a threat, but we're not gonna vote her out. Yeah, then right. like she's in a very good spot, and clearly, like that's oh, that's the key. Hell? When oh, you have. What the hell? Yeah, the key is having enough people to go to bat for you. And yeah. when she's, I think she says it in this episode, she's like, anybody that's thrown my name out has, has gone home. Right. Mm -hmm. That's I was, badass. <laughs> I, I, I was one of those people. Once I started bringing up Greta, you know, Matt and Peya weren't down for it. They didn't tell me that, but they weren't down for it. Um, right. it, it she's just, she survived a penalty vote, which was a crazy, you know, bullshit twist. Uh, I mean, personally, um, it didn't help my side, so I didn't love it. Uh, she's won several immunities. Uh, she's she just won the final five immunity at the end of this challenge. She's mm -hmm. in the final four. Uh, well, uh, maybe you want to vote her out. At least that was my thought. 
Um, and, um, and then we get to the challenge, uh, the first challenge of the episode. This is a very interesting edit, and I know Aaron has some thoughts. I have some thoughts about the editing here, too. We'll get to that in a moment. But the challenge yeah. is Family Feud. Love Family Feud. Um, good answer. Good answer. It's my favorite part, even though it's a terrible answer. Greenland. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Antarctica. Good answer. No, I, not good Oh, answer. my God. In that moment, when Paya said, I don't know if this is a country, but Antarctica. And she said that later she threw the challenge. In that moment, I was like, is Paya throwing this challenge? <laughs> like, I literally, I was like, there's no way she does not know a country. <laughs> oh, I, I wish I'd had my alarms go off like you did. Because I was like, how in the hell are they this bad at Family Feud? Spain? This is one of the five biggest countries in the world is Spain? There's so many bigger countries. I, I feel like I did pretty good at Family Feud. I don't know that there were any that I got wrong, actually. I, um, I think I you just like schooled it for your team. You were the only person actually playing for your team. Yeah, yeah I'll do it. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it was a fun challenge. Um, it's never good to like get a challenge thrown though to get you out. I mean, maybe that's a shine of respect. And I don't know that they 100% threw it. But they, I mean, it is not like they didn't throw it either. And, yeah, they and, did not throw it. Yeah, it was, it was brutal. I was like, Matt, you should throw the challenge. Matt, why don't you throw the challenge? <laughs> Little did I know. Little did I know. Mm -hmm. uh, the back uh, the editor um, says, you carried. And honestly, <laughs> you did. You carried the team. My three answers were like Russia, Canada, and like, I, I think I said uh, one of the wake up ones. I was like, you get to sleep in. Like, <laughs> it's not like mm -hmm. I had crazy good answers. We just lost so fast. Because they didn't want to win. They were that willing to vote me out that they were willing to go up their final six chance at immunity to vote me out over Greta. <laughs> you know, people get eliminated because of idols, because of twists. You got eliminated because they threw the challenge just to get you out for the sole yeah. purpose. So, you know, that that's a check mark somewhere, I think. Yeah. I mean, the other tribe also did well at the challenge. It might have been closer. We never really know. But um, is Paya saying that she threw it retroactively because she's embarrassed? Maybe. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <She probably didn't. laughs> um, yeah, it's it, a lot of things went bad for me this episode, for sure. Yeah, it definitely doesn't end on a high note. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't end with my elimination. That's true. That happens in the middle. <laughs> uh well speaking of high notes yes um our audience at home is planning the next season of i don't know we'll have to think of a clever title for this acapella 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 oh there we, we're getting a something lot, a lot better than cervacapella which is like <laughs> <laughs> Um, but something that doesn't Aka survive is Aka Carson here. <laughs> oh, no, I do not. 
Um, we don't see a ton of gameplay based on editing style, and I'm confused. Like, I was watching during my lunch break, and I was like, it can't be tribal already. Erin, did you have that, too? Like, well, Yeah, I had that break? exact thought. As soon as Greta went immunity, I was like, nobody else has even really been talked about as an option yet. Like, we have no strategy like really at all that's going to matter leading up to this tribal right. and so that's kind of what i did figure i was like it's, i mean probably carson because even last episode it was kind of like if it's not kylie it's carson so you kind of have that building over multiple episodes i did i will say this is one of the editing choices that i did like was kind of the in the middle of the voting like when that was, was it the second or the third carson vote was read it was like, here's what's happening. Yeah. To kind of like, like, cause it did throw that shock value in. And it was like, you, you saw the second Carson vote and you were like, wait, hold on. You know, mm -hmm. it's not an easy Jake vote. How weird. Right. Even though, you know, Jake did play the idol. So at that point it's like, you know, it's not an easy Jake vote. Um, but I did I, like that. Beck, Beck, I love that he's willing to mix up the survivor formula. Um, and I, I just think that that's fun because maybe it's just me, but I, I like that. Um, I know some people like the, the traditional survivor formula, but, um, he, he said that, uh, he wanted this episode to feel like as a viewer, you're, you're me. You see my conversations, you see what I think is going to happen. And then you're shocked with me when I get votes. Um, and so if we'd known from the get go that pay a, wanted me out it also wouldn't have been a very shocking travel council because you, the second you even say that it's kind of like oh well yeah that's that's what's going to happen then um and so I, I thought it was fun i'm biased because uh it shows my perspective of the dynamics um but it is important to know that my perspective was not what the truth was the truth was very different and not in my favor mm -hmm. Um, I also like the originality per se. I know that some other like survivor companies out there, I think Australia, I was talking to Kirk about this. Like, what's the one that normally doesn't do that? Um, and just seeing where like the episode takes you, like mm -hmm. you don't know where it's going to fall. It's like we're a piece of art. If you were, you don't know uh, where this blue is going to go. You're just going to kind of go with it. Yeah. I don't know if that was way too artsy of a, <laughs> effort. but you got what I was saying. So. You start arranging an acapella piece and you, you just like a note falls after note and then suddenly you've got a full acapella piece that's about Survivor and <laughs> Survivor Akameni. Mm -hmm. That is exactly what I meant, Carson. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, because, you know, Peya was your biggest like alliance member. So once we heard it from Peya, it was kind of the last nail in the coffin for you, Carson. So I didn't have anybody left after that. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Um, yeah, I guess then you're eliminated. So, um, we have more episodes to talk about. So nice. To, no, I'm just kidding. You're going to be on here. <laughs> we are going to be starting a new game of Dustin versus Aaron. Uh, Aaron, I think you were up like three, two, or something like that on episodes. So, sounds right. Um, I've asked Carson to prepare a little bit of the next game. The next game that we see the contestants play is Connect something or other. I don't know, it's a game show, but it seems really cool and I want to watch it. But we are given a series of four things and we have to find the commonality in it. Mm -hmm. um, so Carson, 
you're the host now. Congratulations. Absolutely. Well, if either of you have a, a piece of paper, it might be helpful to write down the clues I give you because I'm not going to like show you anything. I'll just tell you what they are. Um, but the, the, point, the, the sooner in the order you pick the pattern, the more points you get. Um, and, and Dustin asked me to prepare three of the games. And so I tried to make them fun. Um, but say, I guess say bing if you are ready to answer. Do you want me to do the hand motion too? Okay, bing. Okay. bing. 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 Okay. It's perfect. All right. So your first uh, one, it, here we go. Arizona. Kansas State. Bing. Are these yeah. colleges with a bird mascot? That is incorrect. Damn it. <laughs> Ding. Yes. Colleges with a cat mascot. <laughs> that is correct. These Why did I think it was a bird? Arizona, Kansas State, Kentucky, and Northwestern all have the wildcat as their mascot. Is it just Kansas that has a bird? Yes, Kansas uh, has a bird. Kansas okay. State has That's what I was thinking of. So, Dustin, you get three points. Um, I stole, like, stole that from Aaron. I had no idea. Like, <laughs> no idea where this was going. I was on the right track, but I just was the wrong the wrong brand of animal. Well, that's I, I seriously went like the cardinal directions. Like I was like, is Arizona in like the northwestern part of the country? <laughs> nope, that's not right. It's not. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean, that's the risk of uh, giving an answer is maybe you show your hand. Um, cool. Okay. The second round. Ready. N. You said 10, right? Like uh, the number? N, like the letter oh. N. Oh, okay. N. Okay. I-E. Okay. Next one. G-U-S. Okay, moving on to the fourth one. O T T E. Bing. All right, Aaron. Is this the ending of the names of the people in the illegal eight? Uh, you're right. adding a letter each time. That is incorrect. Dustin, do you have a guess? I got nothing. We got another one. Uh, that's it. You only get four. Oh, oh dear. Okay. Oh. Um, Aaron, you were close. Gus was not in the illegal eight. Oh, he uh, wasn't. It is, it is the last. Uh, like we're adding a letter each time, starting with my boot and going in order. Carson. Oh. Kyle. Okay. Yes. I'm. I'm like so close every time. Charlotte. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, the last one. Uh, let's see if let's see if we can do this. I'm doing a music one for you because they're fun. Oh, oh. How exciting! 
Here I don't go. think it's gonna go well for me, Dustin. Is I this think acapella. You're in- oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, just quick, quick question: Can uh-huh. you hear my Spotify if I play it? Let me see if I can play it for you. This is also the first clue. <laughs> if you if you can hear it. Okay, that's the first clue. The second clue. Okay, I know the two songs. I just don't know what the correlation is yet. Right. Uh, no guesses. We'll move to three then. Shout through the heart and you're too bad. All you need love. Bad night. I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. This is I'm taking this I'm using my resources and taking what Beck said in the comments. Are these songs on Lego Rock Band? Yes, these are from the Lego Rock Band soundtrack. Oh, I should have nice known. job. I did, we, did I think we played Shot Through the Heart at least? When we I did. I was trying to do the more recognizable ones, but I would recognize any. Uh, of them. Oh yeah, <laughs> on the Lego Rock Band. Carson's played through. There's like a story mode apparently on the Lego Rock Band that Carson has played through. You build your uh, like Lego band. Oh <laughs> uh, um, well, congratulations to Aaron slash Beck. And honestly, I stole Aaron's kind of first answer. So no, you won that, Dustin. Don't give that to me. Yeah. That was all you. Okay. I you know what. You didn't steal no, my answer. This goes down you, as a tie because we had no what, idea. You used what I said, and then I used what Beck said. So, <laughs> well, um, I mean, it, it was very close. Very good competition. Um, yeah, I love Lego Rock Band. Uh, mm. yeah. Just wanted to say that. Um, <laughs> uh, if you never need a strategy meeting with Carson, be like, "Hey, Rock Band," and then we can go talk. So, right, mm-hmm. right. Um, but. After that challenge of the players playing, uh, we see super close final three. I mean, like, there's like two, three points. Um, actually, no, that was the other one. Never mind. So, um, this one, Greta wins. Congratulations to Greta. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Greta's popping off in these challenges. And mm-hmm. let me remind you, she did not go to a Premier's Travel Council <laughs> because she won all the Premier's Travel Council. <laughs> Or she did. She did. Um, she didn't. She won both of the uh, pair challenges, and she was the only pair to win both challenges. Oh, that's what I meant. It's impressive. It is. I didn't know that stat. Mm-hmm. So, um, was the only one to lose both of the uh, pairs challenges. Uh, Pay and Gus and uh, Greta and Josh were the only pair to win both. Everyone else went to at least one tribal. Oh, congrats to Greta. Like, she's out of roll. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, during this challenge, um, one of my favorite answers, uh, we show, we see a slideshow of like pictures uh, of like some really old pictures and then some newer pictures. And then I think it was Matt. Matt. TV hosts and this picture is like from 1800 or something I have no idea but something like that he was so close too he was so close I love that he did he caught himself like he said it was like TV show hosts and then he was like wait hold on a second I really do think so many people on this cast are so funny Matt is so funny and it's not that he tries to be like tell jokes is that it's just the way that he, like, his mannerisms. Like, he'll be like, oh, fuck. And he'll... <laughs> <laughs> like, what? So funny. We, see the, we saw that in an earlier episode, too. He's yeah. like, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to say that on, like... <laughs> Let's fuck it. Let's freaking go. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, another shout out for shirts this episode. Um, Paya is wearing a Syracuse shirt, which I mm -hmm. find interesting uh, because we also have airing right now Survivor Syracuse. So um, once we're kind of done with the finale here, if you want to catch up on the episodes, definitely head on over to Syracuse. Syracuse has a great program as well for Survivor. Survivor spelled with a Y, by the way. You're like right. my name, Dustin, actually. So oh, that's really cool. Yeah, Paya's um, from New York. I think she, she's from New York, so I think that'd be why she's got the Syracuse stuff. Thank you. Um, but then pretty much we see how the challenge ends, and then boom, episode done. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Um, I I like the suspense. You know, um, it leaves us with like the discussion leading into like the four, and then the three from there. Um, Aaron, do we know? Because Carson knows for sure. Do we know if it's a two or a three? I believe it's a three. Okay. That's at least kind of what I feel it's been building towards. It has um, been mentioned. I don't know if it's been specific enough to say that there's a final three, but everyone's planning on final three in their right. groups so far. Right. So yeah, I'm I'm feeling like it's a final three. I feel like at this point we would know maybe, but I do see like with all the other twists and everything that this game has given us, I wouldn't be surprised if suddenly at the end it was like, ha ha, final two. And then somebody is like in the Siri position and they're like, oh no. Uh, do we just assume like games these days, three is going to be the end or is it two still? Like um, old school. Actually, I have, I have, I usually guess that it's a three if I'm watching if I'm playing, I personally believe it's always better to plan for a final two than it is for a final three. Mm -hmm. Because if you're playing for a final two, then you're good regardless. But if you're playing for a final three and then it ends up being a final two, then you're kind of screwed. Um, so uh, I always play for a final two. Personally. The editor says maybe a final four. <laughs> we haven't seen that yet, but we haven't seen a big brother round in Survivor before. So this could be a thing. That was one of the best pieces of advice I got from Aaron when we played together was always play for a final two. And even if it's a final three, tell people it's a final two so they bring yes. it. <laughs> or yeah. I don't know. I'm I don't know about that part. Because I I prefer if other people are playing for a final three. Like in my season, it was a final two, but we nobody knew until like final mm -hmm. seven. And I was like, once everybody found out, I was like, well, now everybody's gonna be playing for a final two instead of just me. So like that kind of sucks, but that's true. But I and then I ended up getting third, so like 
<laughs> irony, right? <laughs> uh, no one, no one really wants to go to a final with me. So if I tell them it's a final two, <laughs> I they're more likely to bring me to final three. But yes, you there. are the you are the lone uh, person that wanted to go with me, and that was the beginning of a beautiful friendship. True. <laughs> um. So Carson, as a fan of Survivor, do you? typically think final three over final two now you know i do typically think final three and i definitely was thinking final three in the season because we started with 22 people <laughs> so going down to two would have just been absolutely brutal in my opinion uh we'll see if it happens mm -hmm. uh now you spoke a little bit earlier about like the feelings of edge has that yes. been a little bit more positive on ponderosa versus edge or is it still like ooh? told you so kind of thing i think that um like are you saying if i if they told me i had a shot on ponderosa or? Well, when you got to ponderosa what's the feel like is it like yay they're happy for what's happening in the game so far um because we have owen ashley allison amos gus charlotte kylie and now you yeah. essentially um is it kumbaya are you happy to see people on ponderosa at this point um What's the outlook before the finale? How are people feeling? Yeah, the, the group dynamic was really fun for Ponderosa at that point. Um, there were certainly a couple of people that Ponderosa was rooting for and a couple of people that they were not rooting for. Because um, this is the only information we can get from Ponderosa before the finale. So I'm yeah. really like, interested here. <laughs> um. I will say that like without saying too much and you've been great so far. So I, I don't think that, I don't think that people's minds were made up per se. Like there were certainly several people that people liked. There were also several people that people were not excited about. Um, yeah. I, I think that, uh, that, that, that it's, it's not one on either side. Um, and so it's just really interesting to see how that plays out. Um, in the finale. Uh, Kylie says Ponderosa was <laughs> pure spite, but the most fun she's ever had. So Ponderosa was a lot of fun. Um, our our Ponderosa chat isn't too active anymore, um, but that's only because for the most part we transitioned to like production for season two, um, and that's still pretty active. Um, and so the people that wanted to stay engaged kind of still chat there, or we still chat in our illegal eight group chat. Um, or stuff like that. Oh, that's cute. How it like started with illegal aid and still kind of, uh, as some of them have mentioned before, it's kind of still making the way through. Yeah, it's definitely the part of the game that, like the the group message I used the most at this point, for sure. Um, well, um, Carson, any final thoughts about how it? You kind of ended your Northwestern time here on season one, Cats Collide. Yeah. Um, I think I, I'm, I'm pretty proud of the second half game that I played. Um, I, I think it would have been very easy for me to get right back in and go right back out. Um, there was uh, plenty of people that are willing, if not happy, to write my name down uh, a second time. Um and it, I think Gus said it. He was like, oh, Carson comes back in. It won't even be a big deal. We'll just vote him right back out. Um, I, I feel pretty good about the fact that I at least made it a while and made it through some crazy votes. 
Um, I think that the post merge of this season was so fun, um, like truly twisty and turny. And the twists changed a lot, but at the end of the day, didn't I don't think impact the decisions that the players made. And I really felt like it was in the hands of the cast that we got most of the tribals that we did. Um, and I just had uh, I just had a lot of fun. Um, and I'm really looking forward to when we do uh, release our second season. Um, and we're about to start filming our fourth. I'm not too involved with that anymore. I graduated. Um, but it's just kind of fun to be a part of Survivor Northwestern. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's just all I've, that's, that's all I've got. Uh, it's, it's super fun being a part of this part of Northwestern too. Honorary members, Aaron, I crown us. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you fully have that power. I think Dustin. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Final thoughts going into the finale for you two? Um, I'm full on the Greta train. I don't, I think she's winning regardless of who's in final three with her. Um, and I don't think that anybody has the nerve to vote her out at any point. So I am, <laughs> I'm fully on board the Greta train. I could see Matt making a good plea at the end with as much as he's done in this. Um, Jake also has done some nice moves too, especially that idol that nobody else knew, which is really great. I think holding information and not letting anybody know, like legit not telling anybody about something is unheard of these days in Survivor, College Survivor, LRGs, just in general. Like you get an idol, you're like, oh, who can I tell? And then you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. So... <laughs> By doing something correctly, he should be awarded something at the end, being like, hey, nice job. Um, but the outlook going into next episode, you know, they're all very likable in general. Um, I think Sammy probably has the biggest, like, uphill battle to try to position herself different than, hey, I was with Kylie. Um if uh, Sammy does get to the end, I think a lot of people, and I think Kylie on jury is not going to help her like Carson on jury for Paya would be. I think Kylie would be like, nope, that was my move that I played. And I think that's probably what her jury question is going to be if she sees um, Sammy at the end. So, um, I don't, so those are my thoughts um, on the Greta train as well. Um, Greta had me when she tried to outthink that Sapphire Idol. And um, it's just seeing the pure chaos in her gameplay and her strategy is very appealing from a fan. So. so speaking of the next episode, next episode will be this Thursday, uh, the finale. Um, Beck is in the comments. I'm going to guess it's probably going to be a little longer of an episode, so make sure you tune in then. They do the premieres live on Facebook and on I Lied, uh, live on YouTube. Uh, we, <laughs> we here at Live Reality Games go on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and Twitter and everything else, so make sure whatever your cup of tea is to follow that cup of tea. It's some good tea. It's like some chamomile. Relaxing, but still caffeinated is chamomile caffeinated i, I have no idea caffeinated i don't These think are so terrible like analogies herbal I'm teas aren't usually caffeinated this has been the episode for terrible analogies what i'm here for that's <laughs> my thing tangents. I'm, talking, I'm talking about the acapella analogies that we've been having. all right until next time folks uh make sure you tune in follow as much as you can and then we'll see you then so 